This is Radio Plasma, and our guest today is Carolyn Walker. Should let you go. Oh, 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 oh,
Es Radio Plasma, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Welcome to Radio Plasma. I'm Johan Rashivega. And this is a very special session because, first of all, it's live music. Whenever we have music, that's a very special moment to celebrate because music is live. And that's one of the main reasons for having this whole space. That's one of the purposes of existing, literally. And second, your return to the music scene not that you have been away but more like taking a little break and having you back on it that's another reason to celebrate i want to welcome caroline walker thank you for having me how do you feel being able to perform and getting yourself back into the music scene into performing to having shows after quite a while Yes, I didn't do shows for six months, and it feels like I'm more myself again. So when we have such an opening with your song, Bittersweet, is the best way to show who you are, what is your proposal. And in this case, it's just one part of it, because you are a multi-instrumentalist, so you play not only guitar, but violin as well. Mm -hmm. So this is just one of different sides of your performance, but how do you feel being able to share your music? Um, it's definitely an emotional experience for me when I'm playing, and I'm a pretty um, calm, steady person, so to be able to express myself that way is always very cathartic. And I use the guitar as a vehicle for me to be able to sing over, so I'm primarily a singer and a violinist so it's just really nice to be able to let that singer part out of me and you also with this you make your own music you you write your own songs mm -hmm. and you already have two albums out yes so this means there's a lot of experience and a lot of learning process after this time of not being so active what do you think that is new for you that is maybe the next 
chapter in your career? Well, I am working on a third album right now, and it's a very pared down album. It's called Patchwork. I hope to have it finished up next month in May 2019. And it is just me, vocals, guitar, violin, some piano, some orchestra bells here and there on one song. So it's, um, it's just very much me, very much doing some old songs that are on the previous albums, Incarnadine and Resolution, but mostly new songs, a few um, cover songs, like old traditional songs all through the night and Beautiful Dreamer. But um, after this album comes out, I'm looking forward to another full-length studio album Maybe a year from now, two years from now, I don't know how many years it will take to get there, but I'm starting to look forward and continue to craft who I am and continue to write songs, but not as much of the heartbreak songs that I that were on my first and second albums. Now that I've been experiencing more of life um, with a family and kids, so, um, and, and the death of my grandparents. So there's, I feel like there's more sides to me coming out now. And that's been a good thing. And that in itself shows those processes of learning. And it is through music when we express states of mind, moments in life, and reflection of what we are going through or what we see around us, which is what I feel your lyrics capture. And that's why your music is so compelling. Thank you. Because it goes to that nerve that we all feel at some point in life. Those moments, those feelings, those emotions that sometimes we don't share, but we know what it feels like we being know like other that. other people are experiencing that too. I, when I was younger, when I was starting, um, starting out writing music, I was 15 when I first started writing with the guitar and bringing these songs to my mother, and she would say, I'm not quite sure what that song's about. I would write things very cryptically, and then working on writing it a little bit more clearly, but still having it, it's very personal to me, so there might not be every single detail out, but enough for people to understand what's going on. So I guess leaving out some of those details makes it a little bit more universal than having it very, very um, structured. You mentioned that now experiencing more life and family has brought up a totally different perspective. Part of the new music will include that inspiration, especially from your kids. Yes, yes. There's a few songs I've written about my husband and his support, and I have a few that I'm waiting to um, unleash for, for my kids and a lullaby and also... A Death of My Friend, who was also a singer-songwriter. Um, that's a, the second song that I performed, um, Never See You Again. So there's more things than just my heart has broken. More ways one's heart could break. <laughs> mm -hmm, for different reasons, and sometimes it is because of people close to one, but not necessarily because of the expected or the most common type of relationships mm -hmm. that songs are written about. So. Yes. It's about loss and writing a song somehow keeps a little part of them around. The next song I'm going to play is called I'll Never See You Again. 
It's my newest song, and it's for a friend of mine, Jocelyn. Yeah. 
What a beautiful way to honor and remember someone mm-hmm. by having a song. Yes. I did write a song about my grandmother and her death. She um, died of Alzheimer's, and I was lucky enough to be there before she went on morphine for hospice, before she was completely out of it. So um was able to talk to her a little bit and she could still talk to me and then seeing her throughout the few weeks it took her to pass away and I this um, the song you are home that will be on the upcoming album patchwork is about that experience of her death but um sometime after she had died and I was very sad I had a dream that she was there with me and she gave me a hug and I felt like she was really there the dream felt so real and she told me remember me this way not the way she was when she died so maybe I'll have to write a song about that sometime not just uh, the passing away part so when you write a song about just one little snapshot one moment You really remember that one moment, but there's all those other moments in between. So how many songs can you write? <laughs> And that in itself sounds like perfect way to, to make a concept for a whole full album. Yes, yes. My first album was a stab at being a concept album. There's 13 songs in it, and you could actually start it, say, in one month, and it would go around again to that same month again at the end. Who would you say are some of your most influential artists, performers, singers, composers? Mm-hmm. Ah, Tori Amos, Damien Rice, the Cranberries. Um, there's uh, Dar Williams and a slew of others, but those are the major ones. Um, when I listen to music, I tend, or listen to an artist, I tend to really consume it and get many of their albums or as many of their albums as I can and really get to know the songs. So there's, I don't have a wide breadth of knowledge of different genres and different singer-songwriters and bands. It's more like I know a lot about a few. Quite the challenge, because when we think the way the music industry is operating right now, more based on singles, mm -hmm. you have so many emerging artists that unfortunately they just release that one song or a couple mm -hmm. of songs and that's it. Mm -hmm. It is harder to find a whole trajectory of a band or, for an, or an artist that has several releases and you can appreciate that evolution and those changes and also those consistencies on the early work until the latest one yeah. that you can always identify just because of that specific way of using 
their voices or that specific sound in their instruments and you immediately say yes that's that's why i like this yes. this one yes as a music creator and as a performer you are sharing with us right now what uh, those experiences have been for you i want also to touch a little bit on the experience as an educator Mm-hmm. Because this is another important contribution when you are involved with music and you share your knowledge with kids mm-hmm. who are discovering the magic of music and the magic within themselves on what they can do with music. Mm-hmm. And you have been involved for several years here in Holyoke yes. with that educational process for many of the children attending the Holy Public Schools. Yes, Um, I've spent 10 years teaching in the Holyoke Summer String Program, and that happens, um, it was most recently the five weeks that span July, and that's uh, primarily for violin and cello and some viola, and I'm a violinist, that's my uh, my real profession, if you want to say. So um, there's classical music, but it doesn't have to be classical music. Uh, classical music is a great foundation and a great way to um, really build the technique and the skills, but then you can jump from that into anything. It makes you very flexible after that, especially if you work on using your ear and not just um, glued to the writing of the music and things have to be this way. How is... The dynamic working with Jen, mm-hmm. who also has a lot of interesting work creating music and experimenting with music and mm-hmm. sound. And basically, right now that I'm looking at it, you both share a lot in common. Yes, we both went to UMass. That's where we met. And then just through violin teaching and the um, Holyoke program, We also did a camp for a few years called Red Oak Strings. We were co-founders of that with another member. And she recently had a baby, so we've been kind of chatting over that. I have a a two-and-a-half-year-old as well as a nine-year-old. And she's still out there gigging and doing her improv. And we share a lot of mutual friends in the music scene and... She's an inspiration to me, seeing how she juggles so much. And yeah, yeah, great person. So at this point, getting back into letting people know you're here and mm-hmm. you're performing and you have these plans of this new album coming up and songs are already ready to be recorded. Mm-hmm. What are the plans? What are the plans? Well, I'm starting to rehearse again. My husband plays bass and guitar, and we've been working together. So hoping to be doing more music with him. We'll be playing at the Ashfield Lake House on the 26th of April from, uh, I believe it's 7 to 8 in Ashfield, Massachusetts. So um, looking to get more gigs with him, liking to go into the studio and do some work. I'm interested. I, I haven't settled. We haven't settled on this idea of him and I just doing an album because I did an album just myself and then add another person onto it. Maybe it would just be an EP, but I want to work with some more 
experimental um, soundscapes, making making music not just for with guitar and violin, but maybe adding a uh, a wine bottle sounds. You know, just taking some objects and creating sound with them and still within the boundaries of singer songwriter kind of acoustic folk but with a little bit extra just a little different on my second album incarnadine i used a um a japanese bamboo flute for uh, for one tune and i only used two notes on it and it just kind of gave this airy feeling to the piece. And I had some Tibetan chimes and wind chimes and that kind of stuff. I used an ocarina for like little bird sounds on another song. And an- another track had a, um, I played piano, but Mark Thayer, the engineer, took the sounds of the piano and he reversed them. Mm. So instead of the attack happening, um, right away and then decaying there was this decay until the attack happened so it had this just an interesting sound to it and I would like to work more with that and see what happens I feel like there's a lot of magic that happens in the studio you could practice as much as you could to get ready for the studio but once you get there a lot of things might go out the window like you might do a completely different direction that resonates a lot with what you were saying about classical music as the foundation of everything, mm-hmm. but then allowing then the possibilities of apply to anything. And that is exactly the same, the same way you are doing it, uh, getting ready for the studio, having a structure, but mm-hmm. at the same time having the open mind to say, if this plan doesn't go as planned, it doesn't matter because that's why we were prepared with a plan Yes, to be comfortable on exploring other paths and experimenting with it and just flowing with whatever happens. Yes, yes. My first album, um, Resolution, it was much more mapped out. The second album, not so much. Had I hired studio musicians and they came in for a few tracks and played and I kind of gave them some direction, but I didn't know what it, what it was going to sound like beforehand. And yeah, I like this, I like that, and let's go this way. There was one... Um, the, the title track, Incarnadine, for the second album, I was going to play piano when I come into the studio and Mark Thayer says, well, I haven't tuned the piano yet. How about let's use the Rhodes? So I thought that sounded pretty great. And that's what we ended up using. So I'm glad that I didn't really schedule everything out and have the piano tuned and everything ready to go or else... I wouldn't have gotten that particular sound. And how not to love the sound of a Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, universal sounds, mm-hmm. that is definitely mm-hmm. on the list. Mm-hmm. I cannot take away my eyes from your guitar. <laughs> it's a beautiful musical instrument. And for everyone who is listening to this session, uh, check out the visuals of this performance uh, filmed by Luis Salazar because it's such a beautiful instrument, the one you have. Thank you. I have to know the story of how you got it. Well, it is a lute guitar. I don't know very much about its origin. I bought it off of eBay. 
uh, there, there wasn't a, um, a label in it. It had been restored, and it, the lute guitar became popular, especially in Germany, I believe, in the 1920s. And I don't know if this guitar hails back from that far, but it's not older than that. <laughs> I had been thinking about playing the lute, but that would mean learning a whole new instrument. And when you have a, a toddler, that can be tough. And I wanted something with that look and a little bit more of that sound. And I thought the lute guitar was a great middle ground there. And only had it a few weeks and decided to bring it out tonight. And I, yeah, I, I love the instrument. And I'm glad you did. It shows this way to honor the origins of mm. singing, songwriting, and being the lute. Basically, mm -hmm. that instrument who conveyed those messages in older times. Mm -hmm. And... It's what you're doing today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Utilizing this same genre, this same vessel, but adding your own way, your own style, your own personality to it, using your own words and lyrics and your beautiful voice. So it's uh, the perfect equation. Thank you. Thank you. eBay. And that brings us to another topic that we were talking about, how much right now online activity leads to so many surprising outcomes yes like being here today yes yes because that was another another great thing to to see how much of being aware of what's going on in our local area when it's talking about events and music and artists but it was through social media mm -hmm. how we got to connect to actually make this session happen yes How do you feel being able to do that in this way? That it is definitely very powerful. There are times where I think about, oh, I spend too much time on Facebook. I need to not be on this all the time, scrolling through. I should just delete my account and be done with it. And then I see that there are so many connections you can make, um, keep in touch with old friends, um, meet new people, business have business opportunities and get gigs be in contact with photographers all sorts of things that and just to keep up with what's happening in the area what new venues are open what kind of events are happening so it's been very valuable it's actually how i was able to do my kickstarter for incarnadine was 90%, 95% through uh, Facebook, my contacts and putting things out there. So very invaluable. So how can the public get to know more about you? How can they contact you, get to enjoy of your music? And most important, how can they reach out to possibly get you perform in, mm -hmm. in upcoming gigs? Well, you can go to my website, carolynwalkermusic.com. I'm also on Facebook, Carolyn Walker. I'm a musician. I think it's a music page. I don't do much with Twitter, but I am there. And um, you can listen to my music on Spotify, Pandora, Amazon, and Bandcamp. This last song that I'm going to play is still here, and it's off of my second album, Incarnadine. Thank you. 
hands are turning and dying and falling to the ground. The geese are flying south, fill the air with their melancholy sounds. The sun is lower in the sky, shadows longer, and I miss you now. But I listening the music of Colleen Walker. Going back to the beginning of, of our conversation, we were talking about celebrating different things. You coming back, celebrating that we have live music, but also celebrating that you are the very first guest in our new studio. Wonderful. So yeah, this is still a work in progress. So you have always the opportunity to come back and redo your music sessions. Great. Having Everything is a work in progress. True. I agree with that. 
thank you for being open to to let us work with you on making this this session. Mm-hmm. This is a platform that is open and available for this purpose to help and celebrate our local talent and to give that exposure that sometimes is so hard to find, especially in the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's only a few songs on the radio and you hear them over and over again. So, Caroline, thank you so much for this gift of music, for your work, for your time here with us. And the invitation is always open for you to come back whenever you. you have new material or new new ideas to share with us. Thank you so much. It's been wonderful. This is our conversation and our music session with Caroline Walker here on Radio Plasma that I hope that you are enjoying. And if you want to look at the visuals of the three songs, you can check our website, radioplasma.com, and also all the information to know more about Caroline's music is available in the posting of this session. So with this, we conclude our session that has been recorded in our new studio, the New England Media Lab, inside Gateway City Arts in Holyoke, Massachusetts. I want to thank Luis Salazar for his artistry, directing and filming the visuals for this music session. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>